Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the punters, mate. Uh, great to have you with us this morning. Chris Nelson and Sam Highland in the chairs. And we're joined, Sammy, by Queensland's leading trainer from the past eight seasons, soon to be nine, Tony Golan. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, good morning, guys. How do we find you on this Friday morning? You find me well. Getting through everything has to be done on a Friday. We're cruising along okay. Excellent. Uh, now, I just thought before we ask you about some of your runners at uh, Doombin tomorrow... Just touch base on some of the stable stars heading towards the winter. Now, I did read somewhere yesterday that uh, Zustal may resume next Saturday. Yeah, he may. He's come along well. I had him in, had him in work plenty of time. Um, I was never really sure on where his kickoff point would be. I just want to get him up and have a bit of think about where I would and may or may not go with him. And you know, next week could be a good option. He had a, a dirt jump out here at Eagle Farm. With all the wet weather, a few things have been mixed up a little bit with grass, jump out trials, etc. But he, he was really good. He coasted across the dirt nicely. He, he pulled up quite nice, nice and fit. I'll possibly give him a, a trial early next week or a bit of work, and I'll, I'll make a decision then on, on what I decide to do with him. And he's quite... Go on, sorry, sorry, Sammy. What what sort of horse is Zoo-style, Tony? When, you know, these horses that are, uh, you know, pretty precocious or fast and zippy that, um, you know, does he have a lot of energy about him, you know, outside his work? Yeah, he's a nice horse around the yard. He's got, he's a big horse. He's grown a really big, gangly sort of bloke. He's the sort of horse we always try to get to relax more in his work than we do to ask him for more, Sammy. He's always been quite a willing horse, so it's more about him can, controlling himself and his track work more than it is letting him you know, work to his top. You never see him work to his top here in, in the yard. If he did, he'd be running just too quick all the time, you know? So it's all about yeah. conserving his, his energy, which as he's gotten older, he's managed to do better. Uh, I really noticed that in the lead up to his summer preparation, he really, really learning to control himself better. I think we we saw that in those first couple of runs, which he won quite well. He conserved his energy mid race beautifully. Uh, then he found that wet track just a bit too much for him. Third up with the big weight, he's come to hand really well. All the data on him since he's been back in suggests he, he's really forward, really fit. So I certainly hold no fear of fitness next weekend. But the only fear I have would be his first go at Eagle Farm, which is a you know much talked about services polar opposite to any of the others we race on. Now, should he come through that run well, what are the aims for him over the winter? Yeah, like, like I was saying before, guys, I had a bit of open mind with him to the winter just to where we'd go, and it would just depend, I think, on on weather and tracks and, and what, what other horses may or may not do as well. Um, if I ran him next weekend and he ran up to where I think he's at, you know, it opens the door to have a look at the 10,000 with him, which is a race I'd always been really keen to, to get him in. Um, but he, he'd want 1,200 on better ground, not wetter ground. You know, he'd need a nice, you know, winter four or five, more so than a, a winter six or seven to go there. Otherwise, he just wouldn't be good enough. Um, but if, he did, if I didn't like that race as an 11-10, you know, listed the following week with a maximum 61 top weight. So he just sits in that, that awkward spot. He's either a high rating, a bit too high for the listed, he carries big weights, or he's got to go to the next level. Will Brad Stewart ride him? Yeah, at this point in time, uh, he is. The owners were keen to keep him on um, for what I've, what I've heard, yes. Okay. Uh, now, the other stable star I want to talk about was Vega One. Of course, coming back off uh, off an injury uh, in the Stradbroke of last year, he's been back in the stable a little while? 
Yeah, he has. He's done a lot of work away from the stable more than what he's done in here. He's done a lot of work out at Embrook with the rehab stuff we had to do with him with that hind leg. So he's been in here a little bit now. He's done some striding work. He's coming along really well. He's not too heavy either, which is good off that long layoff. Um, he looks good and he feels great. He'll have a, a barrier trial on Tuesday. That'll be his road to getting built up towards most probably. I'd love to run him in the victory stakes. If, if I have to go to the 10,000 first up, I would, but I'd prefer to I run run under my belt in the victory stakes if I could. You'd have to say that like going to to a race first up, though, that uh, he could definitely, uh, if he produces his best, he wins, doesn't he? Oh, he's a really good horse. I mean, it'll be no easy race of victory stakes. You know, Rothfire, and there's plenty of others going to be there for it. This will be a strong carnival again this year. I'm positive of that. Um, it's just about getting some miles in his legs, Sammy. He'd be a year between preps again, and it's just awfully hard. They get older. It doesn't get any easier. But he's a he's a beautifully athletic horse, and keeping him to the shorter trips, you know, it just allows me to have, I guess, one more opportunity at the Stradbroke with, with him. I'd love to go to the Stradbroke fourth up as opposed to being third up. I think last year he won the, the Kingsford Smith third up. Uh, fourth up, sorry, and he ran second in the Stradbroke fifth up. So I think, um, you know, if he's third and fourth up into those races this year, he gets his chance. Last but not least, uh, Isotope, who, uh, well, I don't say, didn't let anyone down in Sydney. The track was just too wet that day, wasn't it? Yeah, you just saw, you knew a long way out what your fate was, unfortunately. It was pretty hard to watch yeah. late. The last you know, three furlong was a pretty tough watch. But look, it, it is what it is. She come through it quite well. She had a bit of high heart rate just after it, which is. Testament the horse is not handling the ground. If they get through the ground, their heart rates stay low. If they struggle in it, their heart rates are quite high, which hers was. Uh, she vetted beautiful down there. She vetted good back here. Had a 10, 10 easy days then once once she got home. So basically a fortnight of not doing too much. Just a bit of tick over stuff on the treadmill and grass paddock. And she's back in. She feels great, looks great. Start to amp her up. She'll trial a couple of weeks from Tuesday and um, head towards the Dooman 10,000. All righty. Now, runners at uh, Dooman tomorrow have got a good... Uh Good bank of runners, and it kicks off with this very promising Natuno in the first race. Short-priced favourite, Tony. Yeah, look, I, I don't frame the markets. I just, yep. I just train them, but he's in he's in great nick. I, I would lo- I love the bit better draw, but that'll be Ryan's problem tomorrow once the gates open. Um, he began really well at the Sunshine Coast the other day, and if he begins well again, he'll just sit quiet on him and just try and get into a position where, where he feels is good for the horse. You know, we won't be out there to rush him out the gates or anything like that. He's still quite impressionable and still learning how to control himself in his races. Once he does, you'll see a really good horse, I'm sure of that. But he's still a bit of a work in progress, but his ability and talent is, is there to see. Race two, there's Night Mariner. I was on this horse uh, the other day. He was honest. He was unlucky. <laughs> he was very unlucky. Yeah, the race probably panned out not as we expected, yeah. um, you know, and to Georgie's credit, she was a late, you know, late jump on, really. And she found out, you know, probably 45 minutes before the race, she was riding him, so she didn't have a lot of homework done on the race. And probably, I thought, just chased the good speed a little bit too much and sort of come out into an awkward position on him trying to find that good ground. Um, unfortunately, in doing that, lost a lot of momentum. But I think with a nice lightweight on his back tomorrow, 52 and a half um, kilos of featherweight, as long as we can just to switch down, just relax just behind them. doesn't look to be much speed here. It doesn't sort of bother me as long as he relaxes. I expect him to be too good for them. Yeah, I agree. Tavion Prince and Youngblood go around in race number four. I thought Tavion Prince was good uh, two starts back, just an even effort last time, but right in the uh, race tomorrow, I would have thought. Yeah, I think this is a big step back from that race mm. at the Gold Coast. That was a pretty good race. I knew he was out of his grave when I went there, but I had to run him in that to get him to this. 
Uh, this is the right sort of race for him. He's one of those staying horses you see plenty of them come to Queensland that they sort of find their race or two each prep where they can really be big good chances in. And I think this is one for him. I think he's over the odds, actually. I think you get a nice run up on pace with cover. That seems to suit him. There's a couple there that will press forward, you know, super giant. And also um, the stable mate of ours, Youngblood, he's got another mate there as well. He's going to roll forward. So if we can find the back of that with cover, he likes to out of the ground. This rain does eventuate today and tomorrow. That'll suit him in 2,000 metres around Doom and suits him. So he kicks a lot of boxes for me. A joyous legend in race five in the Rosemont Colours. Uh, and this horse has been a first-up winner before. Yeah, she won her first start in the race, I think, when Gerald had her. And she's no, no, no stranger to wet ground. If we are to get her, she's, she's very talented. She's got a big pedigree behind her, hence the price tag when they, they bought her. Um, she's got the visitors draw, hasn't she? You know, going to really run along here into this first corner. There's an awful amount of pressure in it. So Ryan's just going to need that, that good bit of luck into that first bend. She's she definitely got the ability. Um, she's pretty good filly this. And I can see her doing a job during the Winter Carnival, but just needs a lot of luck tomorrow into the first corner. Just asked you about uh, put on the red light in the same race, Tony. Uh, I, I like her. I think she's a really good filly, but that gate suggests she's going. To, she gets back anyway. She runs her best races from the back, but she's going to get back there and give him a big start over the thousand and fifty. Yeah, she certainly is, and she's really one with the flashing light. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm very confident I'll overdo it in this race. Yep. I'm positive they will. They have to. There's just too many horses that want to go forward and put pace into it. So. There'll be a lot of pressure in early. She'll just sit back and watch that pressure. The key to her is just going to be where Steph can improve without giving away too much ground at that crucial time, you know, between the 600 and the 300. If we can take some shortcuts and still improve into the race, she can be really good late. Tony, in race six, Rocker Moore. Now, I like this horse, and uh, but uh, did he just have to do too much work last time around? It just, I, I was just... Yeah, I, obviously the gate is going to make it awkward again, but I just thought it, he just needed a bit softer. Yeah, 100%, Sammy. Like he, he was just caught on, on a bit of a limb, and, and Jimmy sort of just let him stride forward. And, and when he did that, then the stable mate pressured him. It was, it was quite bizarre to watch between the trainer of both horses, that's for sure and certain. Um, and then he stayed down on the inside part of the track, which was tr- truly just gone by that stage of the day. So Jimmy Orman doesn't ride, hasn't ridden too many bad races at all for us, and Tommy's been riding for us. But I suggest this wasn't one of his best the other day. And it, look, it is easy to say that off, off ordinary draws too, you know. He's drawn tricky tomorrow, but he's a, he's a lovely go-forward horse. It's a good start, the 1350, provided he can just find any position on the right tempo in the first three pairs, I'd be comfortable. And I think he's exceptionally over the odds in this race. I think I've got the favourite in there and there shouldn't be that disparity between price. Mm. Uh, Tony, now you've got too many horses uh, tomorrow to fit them all in this segment, so we've run out of time. But can you give us your best of the day? What do you think is your best chance? I'm hoping you're going to say Nightmare. Uh, race is one and two. Beautiful. Natuno <laughs> is my best and Nightmare is my next best. I should, like, one and two if I'm... I'm not on the scoreboard after the first two. It's going to be a frustrating day. Well, hopefully that's not the case, Tony. Thanks for joining us this morning. Best of luck uh, tomorrow at Doomman and going forward right through the carnival. Thanks, guys. Cheers, eh? Cheers. Tony Gollan joining us this morning. Sammy, we'll head for a break. We'll be back with more on the Pundas, mate, right after this.